Hanzo, got dinner. And I hold up the rabbit by the ears. That's good. You know how to work with that? Yeah. I, you know, I pull a tanning knife out of my boot and I start going to work on it. That way we can eat it. Those people must be very exhausted. They've been out of this for over a day by now. I mean, hope I get. The magic things can be sort of draining sometimes, but what's up with this guy? Know anything about him? And I, I sort of look at, you know, I try to get an idea of what would keep them both asleep like this. Like, I, 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 I purposefully make, like, a loud noise to see if, like, they're... <laughs> Rude. Physically, o over them is battle scar wounds. And it looks like more than from what you just fought. Fresh. As well as they have old scars as well. Looks like they're well battle-worn, both of them. Victor was wearing, like, pretty much armor that covered most of his body. Okay. So... He would have to remove that to sleep or whatever. So that's when you would have saw all the scars. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, what I'm trying to tell you, Thorin or Dom, both people, is that they have wounds that they got from the battle you were just in. Yeah. But it looks like they have wounds, more wounds from sources beyond just this last battle. You saw them get shot or stabbed, but then they've got burns mm -hmm. and other things like this. But then they also have ancient scars that have healed over and there's now scars on them. Okay. But they have a lot of them. These two have gone into a lot of battles mm -hmm. in, the, in their lifetimes. Okay. Uh, but that clap that you do, all of a sudden, Thorin, uh, gosh darn it, this is starting already. Victor, you're you're woken up by a clap. Uh, Sarah? Hey, you okay? Uh, um, yeah, sorry. Uh, Thorin, right? Thorin, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're good, man. You're safe. I got dinner. I hold up the rabbit. Oh, okay. Was that really necessary? Day and a half? They need to eat. Need to drink. It's been a day and a half? You hear groggily Hope. A day and a half? I look over at Hope and I say, are you okay? Uh, no. Yeah, me neither. Oh, day and a half. Oh, it feels like, feels like I've only been asleep for half a day. Has it really been a day and a half? It's still dark. Oh, man. How can a bionic arm hurt? It makes no sense. <laughs> it's stiff. Hope sits up as well. Do I know what day of the week? Um, Pick one. Okay, so uh, it's it's now Monday, and we fought on Saturday. Makes sense to me. Yeah, and yeah. No, it's Monday, guys. It's been a been a day and a half. Oh, guess I'm surprised we didn't sleep longer. Hope's hair is like matted to her face. She's got those lines, you know, they usually get from your sheets, <laughs> yeah. but from whatever she was lying on, like bed hair. <laughs> yeah. She uh, she pulls out a rock out of the. The makeshift sleeping bag, and she goes, Thanks again for one of these. I tell you, heat stones, nothing like in the middle of the night. Just throws, tosses it away. Wait, heat stone. Right, just a general question. Do I know any of this technology that she's using? A heat stone, something from your guys' world. It's a rock that when you bang it, generates heat. Okay. Gotcha. <sighs> well, thanks for not abandoning us in the middle of the night. She stretches her back. How long will that uh, take to cook? Pointing at the rabbit. Um, uh, 20 minutes? Oh. Maybe less? Uh, okay. Hope rubs her hands together. I tell you what, I haven't had a, a real meal made out of meat in a little while. I haven't had a real me meal made out of meat, ever. You had that cow. I guess I did. It seems... It's a bit bloody for my taste and probably for yours. We didn't have time to drain it. Seems like forever ago. Oh, then what kind of meal will you guys have in there? Algae. Garbage. Uh, yeah, algae. I pick up a canteen. And I, I hold it up to show Victor as to here. Let's start with some water first. Chuck it to him. Thank you. We, we had water. <laughs> but he drinks it. Well, I don't feel like explaining every little thing to you, but it's obvious, hopefully by now, that the calamity in the sky is from Victor's people. I'm from here, but in the future. 
and we all know each other in my time, well, us three. And the fastest way I can prove that to you is Hanzo. I know something you've told almost nobody else. I know that you, like me, and now like Victor, are a time traveler. And funny enough, I can use the same proof to prove that I knew you, Thorin. I know that you're a time traveler as well. He stops gutting the rabbit, gives her his full attention. Hanzo, you went forward and you met your own apocalypse and came back after fixing it. And Thorin, you went back in time a couple times. And you even went to another world for a few seconds. That part, I'm fuzzy on. But there, tell me anyone else you know who knows that. I told you this? Yes, in another time. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to talk about time travel crap, all right? Bet it that way. We're going to get into a bunch of precise descriptions of fuzzy concepts that I'm not interested in. It's enough to say that you know I'm telling the truth. But then what are you doing here? Well, we tried to stop Victor's people from coming here, and we failed. I look at Victor. What's Victor looking like again? Uh, he's a half-elf. He's bald, he has a beard, and lots of scars, and mechanical part. He's still kind of taking all this in. He's been very quiet. He looks at Hanzo. It's all true. We tried to stop it. We failed. We failed bad. Tried to stop what, though? The destruction. Everything that happened to your city. And everything that happened to his. Yeah. Uh, Victor. Uh Uh-huh. Hope's clothing has changed. It's now a sort of uniform, what you would expect a military to use, somebody in, in cloth who, who doesn't wear armor, a caster perhaps. You've never seen her in this before. How did you do that? How did I do? I didn't destroy your city. We. No, no. You okay there? I point to her clothing. How did you do that? Um, well, I woke up in the morning, changed my clothes like everyone else. Oh, wait, we don't do that because we're on the road for months at a time. Your camp is now no longer ramshackle. You see maybe hundreds of tents all around you. And it's now daytime. We notice this change? You're not there. Is Hanzo there? Nope. Just me and me and Hope? Yep. Hope, what's going on? And there's now like cooking pots and things around the fire. What's going on? What's going on is we're winning, we're fighting a losing battle. What's going on is the Legatuses don't know their heads from there. Well, you know, there's now soldiers everywhere, all in the state of rest. You know, their armor put aside, all eating. They had all just woken up. I stand up and I'm just like looking around at all of this. Hope, do you do you see this? What? Not enough soldiers to fight too big of an army? Yeah, I see it every day. I thought you'd be used to it by now. Wait, wait, do you know who I am? Then Hope suddenly looks up as if she was trying to listen for something. You look around and all the soldiers are doing the same thing. You can hear it. Noise coming from across the hill above you. Whatever it is, there's a lot of them. And you can see light pouring from the other side. One of the soldiers, dressed in purple, unlike anyone else, stands up, looks as if he recognizes it, and says, We were supposed to have two more days before they got here. Get ready, men! A frantic spree of movement, all the soldiers standing up, throwing down pots and pans, not caring about it, going to reach for their weapons as that guy in purple begins giving orders. Swords on the front side, arrows and guns behind them. Casters, do what you can, but get in formation. Wizards, get that storm going. We have no chance without it. Gentlemen, prepare to defend yourselves. The clockwork pouring down over the hill begin engaging with the soldiers. The living versus machine, with only a sprinkling of living on the machine side. But flying high above are dragons, and they bring with them a tidal wave of flame as they breathe out hot tar, consuming part of the battlefield. 
And then if that wasn't bad enough, a second one from a second dragon crisscrossing, creating utter devastation. But the wizards know their job, and together they link their arms to create a star. And above them, you can see the swirling of clouds as they turn black, dark storm clouds localized in this little area. Blue, clear skies to the rest of it. But right above this battlefield, this nasty storm begins to twist like you are in the eye of a hurricane. Men are being cut down left and right. The soldiers are not winning this battle. The storm makes all the difference. And here it is. The storm arrives. Lightning strikes down from the sky, pours out of it, strikes like you were firing a machine gun out from the sky, hitting clockwork, knocking them to the ground, exploding some. They hit the clockwork dragons. They cannot stay in the sky, and they fly to the edge of the battlefield to get out of it. But they don't leave for good. They land. Their arms extend and grip the ground like anchors. Their heads fold back into their backs and out of their stomach cavity. Giant bombard cannons replace their heads. They begin firing, not indiscriminately. They're hitting the wizards. It's enough. It scatters them. The storm stops. Hope looks around. Without the storm, she knows it's over. The clockwork are cutting through her friends like butter. She closes her eyes and settles herself. Focuses everything in front of her. As sparks come off of her, and then bursting forth comes a line of lightning that strikes a target, then bounces off of it, hits the next one, and the next one at lightning speeds. She's directing it like a conductor, one hitting off of the next, but there isn't enough soldiers to keep the loop going. So she on purpose chooses one of her friends, bounces off of them to make the connection, and keeps going in this way, killing her enemies by using her friends. She's doing it. She's taking out the rest of the soldiers. She's finishing this battle. But a clockwork Goliath spots her. Trudges his way to her, knocking things left and right out of the way. There's nothing close enough to bounce off to hit him. So she reaches out her hand and makes the connection herself. And after he destroyed the city, you know, it was the same time he came back here. And now we're... Well, you guys know the rest. We met up with you. Hope. You see standing behind Hope a little bit in the distance is Iomade with her helmet off held in her hand and her sword in her scabbard looking at you. Hope looks at you. Yeah, what's up? I look at Iomade for like, should I shut up? Should I continue talking? Like, I, I just kind of want to see what her expression is on her face. It looks sorrowful. I had a vision. Oh? Yeah, yeah. Of you. Of one of your battles. It was awful. It was a massacre. You almost died, but you didn't. But you lost a lot. Her face contorts greatly. She stands up, looks around, and shouts, Get out of my head! She points her finger at you and says, You tell your goddess to leave me alone. I don't want her refreshing my spells. I don't want her giving me visions. I don't want her guiding me. I want her to leave me alone. I've had enough of higher powers picking my purpose. She holds up her finger as if there was a ring on it, but there isn't. I didn't ask for it. Yeah, well, if you have any more visions of my fights, keep it to yourself. And she kicks over the little log she was sitting on it and walks away from the group. Oh. You should leave her be. Yeah, I know. She's not really mad at me. I know that. It's been a long, just, it's been long, hard time. Uh, so that, uh, what did you call that? A rabbit? Uh, uh yeah, yeah, a rabbit. And I, I, I tell him, yeah, as I skewer it, something to put it over the fire. Hey, Thorn, was it? Yes, sir. While you were out hunting, did you happen 
by any chance to hear any f loud thundering footsteps or even see a clockwork in the distance? Uh, not that I saw. No luck then. Uh, Alright, so Caleb? Yes. Do we know where we are at least? Or have any idea where we are? Hmm. You know both you and Thorn are well-traveled. Yeah, let's both do a knowledge geography check if you have it. Okay. If you don't, we can do a knowledge local check. Oh, I do not know it either. So, I'm lost. <laughs> How about you, Thorn? I rolled an 11 and I add a 6 to it. Knowledge local. You are near the East Ocean, east of the continent. Closest town to you would be the town that hosts Scarborough Fair. Oh. Drac Meadow. Drac Meadow. What do I know about the place? Where you are now or Drac Meadow? Both. Where you are now is, is just there's no main thoroughfares here. This is pretty out of the way. You had to go from out of the way when you left the Lich's Castle. You're, you're way south of the Lich's Castle right now, so you you were been through here. Okay. Drac Meadow's a, a big a big trading town. They have essentially a fair that goes 24-7. It's just a giant, uh, I don't know what to call it, like a million storefronts. Yeah. Have, have, I, have I been to Drac Meadow before? Uh, yeah, probably to pick up a couple things. Uh, I, I basically tell them all that information. I'm like, yeah, no, so we're uh, we're, we're on the east side of the continent, uh, near the eastern ocean, and there's a town. We're pretty out of the way here. We're safe. We're, we're, we're pretty rural, but Drac Meadow should be just a little ways away. Beautiful, wonderful, lots of shops, and it's like a big uh, marketplace. Guy can find anything there. You're well aware of this place, Hanzo. People call it Vanity Fair. Gotcha. It's a place where you can essentially, you know, black markets are there as well. You can get whatever you need, and you've procured a thing or two from there before. Okay, I'll keep that in the back of my mind for now as an idea, but we'll have to I'll come back to the capital uh, as soon as possible. I have to know what happened to the city. Is that, I mean, is that smart, wise? Yeah, I'm going to chime in here and say that's a bad idea. But how else are we going to find anyone else here? <sighs> I, I don't know. I, that was a pretty rough place. We barely got out of there. We just mm. look at uh, the ward and try to like, help me out here. I mean, we need, we need information, but there has to be other ways to get it rather than going back to where we just left. I mean, you, 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 you all saw it. The, the city was lost. I'm at your mercy here, guys. I don't... I just... I'm gonna have to follow you wherever we go, but I don't think going back there is not smart. I have to know. I, I understand I have to know what happens to that. Believe me, I understand that. But I... I don't... How far away, Caleb, is the capital from here? Weeks of travel. Weeks of travel. Weeks of travel west. I think before we decide where we go, we need to decide what we're doing. Because that'll determine what direction we go in. I mean... All I know, I, I, I know none of you. Her, supposedly I know. She says I'm supposed to know you, and I point to Hanzo. And I don't recognize any of you. And I don't recognize any of you, exactly. I'm not even from this world, but Hope says she knows you and trusts you, and it's good enough for me. As we're talking, I'm sort of uh, rotating the, the rabbit over the spit. It smells really good, man. It'll be even more good in a couple minutes, and I put a little bit of salt on it. I'll go check on her. Or at least keep her within vision. Probably a good idea. Yeah. You find her by a tree, and she has a cigarette in her mouth, and she's angrily trying to get a match to light and cannot get it to work. Okay. Then I walk up to her and ask, need a light? She looks at you with a cigarette hanging off of her lips. and <sighs> Yes, please. Then with a snap of my fingers, I key charge the cigarette. <laughs> Next <laughs> oh, thank you. She takes a big drag of it. 
on. She rubs her face. I'm sorry, it's just been a long couple of days. You never held much to the gods, right? I mean, you freaking killed a couple of them, right? Yes. I'm not much a fan of gods myself. Yeah, I'm growing to not be either. <sighs> What's wrong with this one? Because she, uh, she's... She outright told us she's, like, directing our steps and everything's not worked out. And I've had enough of people controlling my fate. I'm only here... It's, it's a long story. But I only exist because of a bunch of garbage that went against nature. And then I only went to his place because of garbage that went against nature. I'm only here because of garbage that went against nature. And I just... I'm tired of it. You know, this is weird, huh? And so it... When I knew you, you were like an uncle to me. I grew up with you, you took care of me, and then when things turned bad, you took me in, you taught me, you, you and I, we, you're just not the person I was with, not yet. You don't know me, and it's frustrating. Oh, we'll give it time then. Yeah. Who knows, maybe you'll like me yet. You better, I'm practically, I am what you made me. I tilt my head a little bit. What do you mean by that? You taught me a lot, you gave me over to people who taught me a lot. We spent, I forget how time's mixing up, I think like 10 years. Just me, you, and Thorn on the road. Thorn, the, the, uh, Hanzo, the best thing I can do for you. I can't teach you this, this took a lot of things to happen to teach you this, but the best thing I can do, you'll never be swayed by a sentence I speak, but just consider this. Are you the man you want to be? Who made you into you? Do you like it? What do you mean by that? Do you even know do you even know what the right thing is anymore? I'm a little bit speechless. She puts a hand on your shoulder and says, Just think about it. Let's go back. I want that rabbit bad. I, I nod, but I don't say anything else. So. so how did you come across that, uh, is it a ghost? What is it? <sighs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's the simplest way to put it. Um... Long story, but there was this guy named David, and good guy. A lot, lot smarter and more capable than I am. We were <coughs> trying to... We were There were a lot of things we were trying to do, but one of them was resurrect that guy. Uh, and I point off in, like, in, in a random direction as if Thaddeus is there. And uh, we were tricked. David, I think, went back to his world in a iron chariot. Another world hopper? Yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, is that what you are? I mean... I guess, I guess at this point, yes. that's obvious. But. Didn't feel like hopping. It felt like almost crashing. And then... <laughs> and, and Victor, you know that there, you didn't traverse worlds. You went back in time. Right. It, it, he's still trying to process all that. Right. But yeah, so stuff went down and I got sort of got stuck with him. I, I keep the information about the Lich to myself. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'd rather not. Uh, Thorin's CIA secret instincts are kicking in a little mm -hmm. bit. Makes sense. So, yeah, no. So, stuff went down. I got stuck with him, and we've been trying to find our way to the capital ever since. That's weird. Trying to avoid Valerian's clockwork along the way. Yeah. I killed that guy. We told you about that. Well, I'd be curious to see what that that world looks like. I'm tired. <laughs> I sort of rub my eyes a little bit. But it, it's less from exhaustion and more just from exasperation that Valerian's still alive. It was similar, uh, but different. Say, you've never had meat before? Or, I mean, I guess you have Hope was saying something about a cow. She summoned a cow. I don't know if that's real meat or not. Uh, we ate it. It was good. But no, I've, I've only ever had algae. I mean, we made it look like meat uh, or cereal or other stuff, but it all pretty much tasted the same. Real source of your depression is to know that you'll never have algae jacks ever again. <laughs> algae O's, thank you. Sorry. I think there were algae jacks. Algae? Like, 
like the the green stuff that floats in the ocean? Yeah, that was pretty much that. We were had a lot of uh, well, we didn't have a lot of land, and we built this big giant city and overpopulated it, and then they tried to kill us all, and it ended up killing pretty much everything. I pat my my belt and I pull out a goo tube and I hand it to Thorn. It looks like a toothpaste almost. He smells it. I'd say it's pretty odorless. I imagine algae goo goo tubes probably taste like cardboard. Okay. He puts a little dab on his finger and eats it. I mean, it, what it, does it taste like? It tastes like a kind of just a, a very, uh, what's the word, leafy or veggie paste. Mm. Yeah, not the most appetizing thing I've ever had. I hand it back to him. Uh, no, you can Here. keep it. I have plenty. Okay. And I, 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 <laughs> I look as if I'm putting it in my belt pouch, but I kind of just let it fall behind me, behind the log. <laughs> um, lick your finger real quick. What? Lick your finger. Um, I pull my glove off my good hand, and I lick my finger. Hold it out. This is weird. I know. And hold it out. Uh, okay. I hold it out. I put a little bit of salt on top of it, and now lick it again. Uh, I put it in my mouth. I've tasted sweat before. <laughs> yeah, but you've never... Have you ever tasted it on food? <laughs> Actually, yes. Oh, well. I mean, we were fighting a lot, and, you know, you just pull out a goo tube. Did you just lick your finger? Hope and Hanzo return. Yeah, it was weird. He he made me do it. What kind of guys I did you laughing. bring me to? Why'd you make him lick his finger? Just trying to introduce him to salt. I mean, he gave me one of those... I look at him, goo tube. Oh, she makes a disgusted face. You know they had to make alcohol out of that stuff? Oh, does anyone here have booze? My my face lights up. You do? I pull out a little um, flask from under my cloak. <gasps> what do I have to do to like, get you to give me that? Just don't drink it all. I toss it to her. Probably just put out your finger. This guy's got a... <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, she takes a sip of it. What do you have in there? A little bit of Antioch and mead. She smiles and just looks up as if she's enjoying it. She goes, ah, an Antioch vintage, isn't it? Yeah. Only the best. I've had my fair share of this. She takes another sip and throws it to you. She finishes a cigarette, throws it on the ground, stomps on it. You notice Victor mm-hmm. in her front jacket, in her front pocket, is a wrinkled cigarette pack that she got from Jimmy Lang. Oh, well, let's see how that rabbit is. Throw a little salt on that. I tell you what, as soldiers, we didn't really ever have a lot of spices for our food, and I, uh, now that I look back on it, I think that's why so many of them smoked, because then food doesn't taste like anything anyway, so what do you care? But salt I always could taste, so just pack that sucker in. Uh, I add some more salt to it, and I start slicing it up and handing it out to people. Thank you. She's eating it blissfully. What do you think, Victor? As Victor is eating it, like, there are tears. Just... <laughs> but it's not, uh, it's good. She okay, buddy? Yeah, I just thought. Uh, don't question. Just thought, you know, first time I have real food. But anyway, yeah. We need to get this man some bacon. Mmm, true. Wait, you told me about bacon, didn't you? There's a whole world of foods that you're going to enjoy if we can live long enough to get them to you. Oh. I offer, uh, Victor the flask. Oh, I can't get drunk. What? Can't, neither can I, but I still drink the stuff like I'm a fish. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I, okay. Um, hey, tell me, uh, do you guys have margaritas here? Uh, I think <laughs> Hope also looks at you curiously because I don't think she knows how you know that. Or pina coladas? I like those. Uh, what's a margarita? We do. The rich drink them. Why do you know about a pina colada, Victor? <laughs> oh, we had some... You, um, you never cease to amaze me. Magic mystery tour came through. and we. Anyway, I got some. 
Oh, I don't know anything of what you just said, but if we can go ransack some rich people stuff. Now, listen, we're all going to have to get cool with a lot of stuff real quick. This is wartime. There is going to be looting. And uh, y'all, I don't want to hear any moral qualms about this stuff. Oh, no, I'm good with taking things. Yeah, good. Fine by me. I offer Hanzo the flask. I take a swig and I hand it back. It's not a drink you've often drunk because it's from the north and you're at war with the north. So you don't exactly get a lot of imports from them. I still nod a little bit. While people are conversing, Victor, you see still in the distance looking at you is Iomade. I'm going to uh, eat my rabbit and then say, well, I, I need to go take care of something. Um, and then I walk kind of over that direction. How did you sleep? I uh, slept a day and a half. So I guess good, but I don't feel that rested. Yeah, you probably won't feel rested for the duration of this whole experience. Are you going to be uh, showing me uh, those visions like a lot? I'm going to help you guys out where I can. Oh, okay, that, that's cool. Uh, can you warn me? <laughs> you know, be like, hey, Victor, here's a vision. Boosh. You know, something? I, I help you when I can help you. Uh, yeah. I, these things aren't as... Look, I, and I, I appreciate you talking to me. I don't know if that's like a regular thing. I'm pretty new with gods. I've tried a few, but it didn't work. But, you know, I'll help you if you help. And, and I appreciate your help, but I just I don't know what I'm doing. Don't worry. I do. And I'll do my best with you, but visions are... I can give them to you when I give them to you. It's not like being able to pick something up. You just do it at, at will. You don't know they're coming? Like I do. It's a difficult thing to describe to a Oh, movie. well, I mean, just be like, hey, Victor, heads up. Boom. <laughs> okay. I'll try to I'll try to confine them to you when you're asleep. Oh, okay. You should be careful with Hope. She is going down a dangerous path, and I don't know how much chance you have to help her avoid it. She doesn't like you, but there's got to be something I can do. There is. Draw your sword. Oh, uh, okay. She draws her sword, which shines brightly. It would blind you as if you were looking at the sun, but her protection stops that from happening to you. Now raise it like this. Uh, yeah. And she begins teaching you how to use the longsword. And as she's teaching you, it's very frustrating. It's very different than when you used a hammer, and you're just not in the headspace for this lesson anyway. She's not going easy on you. She, she's hitting you with the butt of the sword pretty often. And just now she cuts your shoulder as you fail to block. She says, you need to bring it and block and anticipate. The sword is not like a hammer. It is not a blunt tool. It's a specific one. I'm, I'm doing I'm doing what you told me to do. No, if you were doing what I told you to do, you wouldn't have a cut on your arm. Again. Look, I swing it. She parries it easily and hits you in the bridge of your nose with the butt of her sword. You do that. Again. Focus, Victor. I'm focusing. She relaxes her position out of a battle stance and says, point your sword to the floor. I kind of just sigh and then I, I do it. Put your hand on the top of the hilt like this. And this is the kind of position where it's like straight in front of you. Mm -hmm. You see it on some statues. Your hand on top of the top of the hilt and then your hand on top of that. Drive it into the ground and copy me. And she begins. She breathes in and as she does, she brings her hands and arms up. <sighs> And as she breathes out, she brings them down, making these big movements. She's breathing in and out, up and down. She says, what is your name? Victor Iron. Why are you here? I'm here to be your champion. What is your purpose? To save this world. That's enough for tonight. She's gone. You don't see her anymore. She's in a blink. She's disappeared. Is it wrong? It was wrong. Why am I here? 
I swipe the dirt off my sword and sheathe it and walk back to the campfire. So you'll like this, Hanzo. <laughs> Thorin, like right before his time, where he was, he's in charge of the people that blew up the moon. Well, in charge is a big, a strong way to phrase that. Not in charge, but somehow got involved in this. Right, right, right. He came after. Oh, yeah, there's no moon. As you look up, the moon is shattered, and there's a ring around the world that the debris has made over time. I, I mumble under my breath. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> oh, Victor, hey, this is the guy that blew up the moon. Remember, well, not he didn't blow it up, but it was his people. Remember we talked about that on the boat? Yeah. Hey, if we're time travelers, time traveler, right? Mm-hmm. Am I from the future or the past? We're both from the future. I'm from two different futures, yours and a different one. But we had a moon. We did. What? She kind of looks quizzical as well. That is interesting. Well, maybe Thorin's people fix the moon. You're going to fix the moon? Uh, I can't fix a moon. Um. <laughs> well, it was fixed. Wait, you say you guys... So uh, I'm, I'm still struggling with the basic principle here. So I, 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 I can teleport. I know how to teleport from one place to another. What you're saying is that same principle, but from one time to another. Yeah, you shouldn't be struggling with it. You freaking time traveled. <sighs> okay. So here's here's my question. If I change something in one place... Oh, I don't want to talk about time travel garbage. I don't want to do it. <laughs> then why are we talking about the moon? I don't know. Hey, uh, Thorne, you still got the, the uh, alcohol? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, here. I take a big swig of it. Hey, hey, ration that stuff. Who knows when we're going to get more? Yeah, well, you know what? I kind of see your point on God sometimes. Huh. They don't tell you anything. Oh, is the champion losing faith after only a day? No, I'm not losing faith. I'm just frustrated because they don't, they'll just throw up a, a vision in your head and not warn you and then expect you to know all the answers. You don't know all the answers because you don't know what they want from you. Why do they choose me? Why did she choose me? You're fumbling for purpose, Victor. We all fumble for that. I'm lucky enough to know mine now. Speaking of which, it's time we do what Hanzo was ordered to do and find Valerian. Go back? No, he's gone too. They all, everyone teleported. We have to find him. Where would he be? Finding a needle in a haystack. Well, we need a locate creature spell. I can cast teleport from scroll as well if we can afford it and find one. All of which we can find in Scarborough Fair. Yeah, if if the place is still even around. Even even if it's in ruins, we can still crawl through the rubble. There's there's thousands of shops there. I guarantee you we'll find some something left over. Okay. Any objections? That's a good place to start. Yeah, that's good. Let's just start walking west. How far is it? Not too far. Okay, but ask how far. <laughs> Couple days walking. That's far! Okay, whatever. Let's go. I look to see what kind of shoes Victor has on. I have on good shoes. <laughs> I have on boots. What are those? They look... <laughs> 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 Let me think what I can do. I can fly, but I can't cast that on all of us. There's no trains here, right? Trams? What's a tram? Uh, uh, it's a vehicle. It moves really fast. Can't summon horses. We have vehicles. around, I'd make him summon horses. Yeah, but this one's like a... Uh, 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 what are they? Kind of like a... They were called snakes, right? Or maybe they're called snakes. I could make us all fly, but it'll be for 15 minutes. Only three of us. Kind of looks like that, but it's like a metal one. I can teleport. I could probably get all of us. Three, six... That's... Yeah, I, good. I, I can get all of this. Great. That also saves us a ton of money. Teleport's not cheap. Oh, wait, freaking who cares? Who wants to travel? Just teleport us. So here's the rub. I can teleport us. 
we have no idea what we're teleporting into. True. Well, can't you just like teleport us like uh, uh, just right outside the walls or something? We can look. Yeah, I could. You know, at a distance, but not too far. Not like two days journey. So this is the first time I've ever had a teleport spell in any Pathfinder or D&D. Is it once per day? It depends what level spell it is, and you can cast certain level spells certain times a day. Okay. I can teleport us four times a day. Great. Huh? Yeah, no. Um, if everyone's okay with that, I'll, I'll, I can teleport us outside the city, but what time is it right now? It's late. It's, it's really late. It's late. I would say about damage moon o'clock. Damage moon o'clock. Uh, here, everyone come here. And she puts her hand on your shoulders, and she goes, you touch Hanzo. I don't know Hanzo. Just touch his shoulder. Fine. <laughs> And she casts. Uh, let me see. This is. I'm a, sorry. <laughs> that was funny. Her eyes glow, and then the light passes f- down out of her eyes, down her shoulder, up her arm to the next person, up their arm into their eyes, and goes through all of them. She goes there. Now we all have dark vision for a couple hours. That'll help us out tonight. Cool. Neat. All right, away we go, Sir Thorin. So I, I guess we pack up our stuff real quick and then teleport. Oh yeah, we don't want to forget so, our stuff. We're about to forget yeah. our stuff. Yeah, who wants to forget this awful-looking sleeping bag that you've slept in so many times that I had the, the joy of sleeping in last night? Look, yeah. Thorn, do you not, like, know what a bed is? And she she rolls it up and throws you the roll. I know what a bed is. Just, Just what the people in the north, how they sleep? Depends on, you know, whether we have an army coming down on us or not. Kind of, kind of contextually relevant there. suppose that's true. Most of the time I spent with the orders, we were sleeping underground. Yeah, I've slept there, too. It's not fun. So, everyone ready? And I, I hoist my, my pack over my shoulder. Let's go. Everyone, grab each other's hands and don't let go. Again? She grabs your hand, Victor, and then she grabs Hanzo's hand. Mm-hmm. I grab Thorn. And away we go. In the blink of an eye, with no special colors or magical effects, you're just there. All the magical effects would have been left behind, onlookers would have seen before and after. But to you, you're just there. You're outside of town, lit up the city that's always on, a sprawl of tents and carts, and it's like some buildings, but the vast majority of it, it's like going through a mall where you have all those little things in the middle, even though there's actual stores. It's that all over, but all to the open air. And it looks as if it always should, just a normal bustling town. However, parked on the outside are vertebrates. Uh, a few even hover about the town. No shooting. You don't hear any sound of combat. Hold on. You said vertebrates? Yes. This is the helicopters from the other world. Why would they be here already? I guess it was a day and a half. A long time ago. So we don't see any soldiers or anything? No. You do see a ton of people. A big hustle and bustle from inside. I look at Hope. Do you have a looking glass on you by any chance? I don't. Dang. Like, what, what do you I mean? turn you to stone. Glass. Does that help? Like uh, a, a telescope. Oh, yeah. You have one? Yeah, I have these goggles. Goggles. Uh, do, do they zoom in? Um, do your cybernetics eyes allow you to zoom in? Yeah, I can I can zoom in. Could you take a look at the gate and see if you see anyone? Uh, yeah. Like, I see people. What am I looking for? Uh, look for any clockwork or any of the Imperial signias, insignias. Right. And I describe to him what that looks like. All right, yeah, so I just, I'm going to do a look. Uh, yeah, I rolled a um, 12 with a plus 12, so 24. You see some Kadesh soldiers. You don't see any dark troopers. These are normal soldiers piling up destroyed clockwork into piles. And then people, civilians, 
from this world, just walking around, still doing the shop as normal. And you also see Kadesh, uh, I don't know if you want to call them civilians. Uh, no, they probably are still soldiers, but their weapons are holstered. They are also about the town shopping. Um, so this is weird. My guys, not my guys, but the guys from where I'm from, uh, they're working with your guys. Seems to be. Or they're not fighting, but everybody else is just shopping. Curious. Curious? This is just weird. What they were fighting. They were all fighting before. The so take this as being from the northern northerner that I am. The clockwork is think of the clockwork as the backbone of the Imperial power. That's how they are able to project so much authority and stability across the Empire. Without the clockwork, you're dependent on human beings, and Vanity Fair has always been a bit of a self-interested place. I look at Hope. <laughs> she shrugs and goes, I guess we go take a look. Nobody else is fighting. Uh, no. Do you see anyone who's not... Uh, what What was the word you used? Kadesh? I mean, yeah, there, there are uh, your guys and Kadesh working together. Or not fighting. Do... Do any of the normal people look like they're armed or have swords or anything on them? I'd say people have, like, what any adventurer would have, all his gear and everything, but nobody's wielding it. It's just oh, okay. on their Yeah, person. they just okay. normal carry. Okay. Well, into town we go. Okay. You guys head into town as you get closer. Uh, there's a group of Kadeshi soldiers outside the gate, which is more of an archway. There's not, like, a much of like a big wall system and everything to keep things in sort of more the natural backsides of buildings sort of compose the perimeter of this town. And they just kind of look at you up and down and keep talking with each other, but just keep an eye on you as you enter in. It's a big hustle and bustle. It's uh, Even though it's night, it might as well be you know noon for how busy everything is. Looks like the war has affected this. Not at all. Except for there seems to be a change in the guard. There's still piles of destroyed clockwork as they seem to be still be piling them all up. Someone yells as a door busts open to a bar and out is thrown a Kadeshi soldier who's obviously very drunk. Vanity Fair, man. Yeah, I mean, the technology's different, but it's pretty much similar to where I'm from, except a lot less um, furry. Watch your money bags. Hope buttons up this jacket, what do you call it, this trench coat she usually leaves open. Um, I should be fine. Famous last words. Is there a weapons dealer? Yes, there's a million of them. Oh. I slip in between two buildings real quick and turn my coat inside out. But it, it's like a different color on the inside than it is on the outside. Uh-huh. It's like, re- it's reversible. Cool. So, just, it's a different color I look. If you were looking for a particular set of clothes, you wouldn't find it on me now. Gotcha. Hey, Thorin. Yeah? Which one of these weapon dealers are less sleazy? Well, there's always Martinov's up the street there. He takes anything he can find and jacks up the price a little bit, but you can always haggle him down. I guess you can tell I've been here a couple times. Hope says, long as it's a dwarf. Is it? Yeah, yeah, he's 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 a dwarf, all right. Never seen a dwarf. Dwarves are the best. You will say it's racist, but it's true. Okay. It's it's like their people's culture is to make stuff. Yeah, Martinov's also a habitual drunk, though, so. Oh, that's fine. I walk up to the, the one you pointed at. I walk up behind Victor, but I sort of rotate to sort of look behind me. I'm, I'm I'm doing that a lot. I'm just constantly being aware of 360 around me. Is there a dwarf there? Yeah, he's he's banging on Amble's back to you and he says, if you got the technology, I can't do anything with it. I've told you everyone who walked in here. 
Walk right back out. Um, no, it, what about this? And I put my earth breaker on this counter to slam it down. Ooh, his eyes kind of widen and he shoves some things off of the counter. They just fall to the floor, bits of scrap. And he goes, this is adamantine. It is. Nice work. Looks like one solid piece. Yeah. Not the way I would have done it, but nice. I took care of it. What you want done with it? I want you to take it. I want to sell it. Oh, well, those are two different things. <laughs> well, uh, I want to sell it. Oof, all right, let me see. Um, you got a really nice beard. Oh, thank you. I'm working on mine. I can see you're starting one out, young Sprout. Uh, yeah. All right, it's opening up. I ain't seen a lot of your people with beards. My people? Oh, uh, uh, half elves? No, whatever you call you guys from the sky. Oh, uh, uh Kadeshian, I guess. Uh, I, I was a lot hairier before. Oh, that's too much information. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I guess so. Sorry. What's it sell for? What's the, what's the price? I, it's then? still coming up. It, it's I got a window now. It just has a. It says, um, "Okay, here we go." Uh, it is a adamantine earthbreaker. It was plus four, and no other magic. No rooms other on magic it? on it. It's it's the value it. is uh, three thousand forty gold. Why does that seem like too small for me? I know. I just said. Uh, I guess I've been doing two e stuff. That, no, that's not right. Let me look here. You can always do that as like Martinov's offer to you, and then you can haggle with him. Uh, Stop meowing. Is this so? Is your life so hard being a kitty cat? Yes. Now, it gave me two numbers because it it was custom. Right, I'm gonna open your sheet. It said paid eighteen thousand. Why does it say paid? Yeah, I see that too. Thirty-five thousand forty gold. Uh, for something like this, it's, it's got a good um, my accent's all over place. Something like this, it's enchanted too. This is good stuff. I'll give you mm, seventeen thousand five hundred gold. Don't haggle with me. It's a fair price. Yeah, and I'll it, no, it. it's annoying and it takes up gameplay. It, time. It's fair. I'll take it. And we're a bunch of adults. Our schedules are hard to get no, together. I said I'll take it. We're all gonna sit here and play. <laughs> I said it. We're not gonna play haggling simulator nine thousand. We're out here to kill enemies and roll dice against you know monsters. Let's all not figure out how much something's worth. You know what I'm saying? I, I'll take it. He opens up a safe and hands you a couple platinum bars and the rest in gold coins. Uh, can you tell me how much it was again? Good luck. You want a tip? It's a tip you give gamblers. Uh, no one to walk away. You can lose all that in this town by the before the night's over. Actually, I kind of want to look around. I like, I just like looking at his shelves or whatever. Is there anything that sticks out? Yes. You see on one of his shelves looks a lot like the bow your friend Lanris had the one that he had when you originally met him hey um actually I'll, I'll take that I pointed the bow this oh all right I didn't make this so I, I can't guarantee he puts it down this is a I think a trade with an elf for it doesn't matter um so the elves made this and, you know listen if elves are gonna make anything I guess it's gonna be bows uh, half elf uh Sort of like how I complimented your uh, hammer. This looks like it's one piece. I don't think it really is. He went through some explanational stuff, whatever. Some ancestral heritage garbage. I don't know. He was just trying to talk up the price. Uh, but he was a pretty big guy, so you got to be pretty strong. He looks you up and down and looks at your arm. I think it'll fit you well. 500 gold. All right. I'll take the 17,000 then. Done. He takes back some of the gold. Thank you. Nice doing oh, business hey. with you. Uh, can you, do you know where I could get this, like, uh, what is it called? Engraved? Engraved? Yeah. Well, sure. You're going to make Kill come up with a name. It's fine. Um, Smitty Yeberman Jensen down the, he's a couple <laughs> tents down. He'll do engravings for you. Thank you. I heard he's number one. Really? He's number, yeah. In, in engraving, he sure is. Take care of her. Point to the hammer. Oh, don't worry. I will. Uh, you, you don't smelt something down that's been this enchanted. I leave. Hey, uh, Hope. Yes. How much is that um, locate spell going to cost? Hmm. 
I don't know, it shouldn't be more than 400 gold. Oh, okay. I hand her that much. I hand her 500. Oh, all right. I'll go get us one. Caleb, hmm. would I know of any Lin Kuei in the city? Would you know of any Lin Kuei in the city? I'll leave that to you. If you did, how can you... Why would you think that would happen? Because I'm trying to avoid them as well. Uh, let's say that you, there's there's like one shop that's run by a Lin Kuei who sells, you know, things related to the North. Okay. I would say maybe not even like exactly a Lin Kuei running it. Maybe just a Northerner. Okay. Uh, I didn't buy any arrows. <laughs> you get arrows. We're not tracking okay. things. That's you don't fine. even need to track batteries either if you don't want to. All right, that's fine. Um, I go to the uh, engraver. Welcome to Smitty Aberman Jensen's. We're number one. You know, no one no one ever says a number two. Well, it's because number two doesn't stay in business long enough. That's true. So I want you to engrave a name on this bow for me. Sure. What's the name? It's Landris. Okay, I got a couple of fonts here. A couple of uh, that I'm good with my hand here. Which of these? This uh, one looks weird. What is this? Comic Sans? Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That that one's more for goofs. Oh, oh, I just didn't know. This is a nice book. Looks of elven make. I got some uh, elven yeah, sort of elven. lettering here. Can you do elven? Sure can. I can write it in elven or just do the script. Um, actually, no. Yeah, do it in elven. All right. You're just write out right here exactly what you want. Uh, I okay, and I, I do. How long is it gonna take? Well, people in this town like to get a move on, so we've uh, we've learned how to do it quick. So uh, I'll get it done in just a second. Let me go in the back. Uh, okay. While we're waiting, I just say, uh, so anything y'all want to get? Yeah, actually, I need to revisit the blacksmith real quick. We'll just sit there. He's got a great beard, though. I've never seen a dwarf before. It's weird. They're short. They're fairly common here. Well, yeah. not just north, but you'll find them. They're a common race to find. Not where I'm from. Smitty comes back out. He's shaking a little bit. He's moving with quick movements. All right, uh, 150 gold for the haste potion. Uh, I charge an extra 25 on top of that, so 175. 175? Okay, here you go. There you go. Enjoy the engraving of the word Lanris on this bow. Yeah, thank you. And it's done very well. His rushing didn't make mistakes at all. It's it's really well done. Almost looks machine done. Come again. Tell your friends that we're number one. Um. Yeah. Thanks. I just stare at it for a while. Like I'm. I'm pretty sure like they'll have to like tell me. Hey, let's go. <laughs> hope. Hope tugs on your shoulder. All right. Let's let's go, Hanzo. Back to the shop. Okay. Um. We um, need the blacksmith. Did you get the spell? Uh, I'll go in a second. I want to stick together. I don't want to split up here. Yeah, that's not a good idea. All right, as I enter the shop, Mr. Martinoff. Mm, yes. Do you sell any sharpening stones? Sure do. Okay. Anything that's good for adamantine, as I show my sword then. Sharpening adamantine. Uh, I I don't know if I could sell you something there, but I could sharpen it here. Just adamantine cuts through most whetstones. How fast can you do this one, then? Everything happens fast at Vanity Fair. All right. How much for this one? Oh, let me turn off my heater. I got up too fast and scared my cat, and his tail's all poofed out now. Oh no. In attack mode. Why are you scaring your cat, Caleb? He he charges you some minimal cost, a couple gold. He has a whetstone made of adamantine that he uses to sharpen it. It's quite a rare sight. And he hands it back to you, and he goes, All right, that shouldn't lose its edge in a long time. Adamantine keeps its edge for a while. Not much obliged. That's a nice blade you got there. Oh, thank you. I like how it's matte black, but if you look closely, you can see some, some carvings in there. That must be a special gift you got or something you care a lot about anyway you could say that but thank you kind of looks you up and down looking at your garb almost as if he recognizes you but you've seen that look before and what happens now is what happens a lot of times if somebody recognizes hanzo hattori they try to forget hanzo hattori <laughs> Ooh, i got rep okay I'll, i try to take my leap quickly then do any of us notice the look martinov gave him uh 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're 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 bionic eyes in the arm too. That's why you're looking at us like that, right? <laughs> sure thing, boss. Uh, Have a good day. Oh yeah, you too. We need to move quickly. Right, we should never linger here. I kind of like that guy. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, you guys. Go to a wizard shop. We don't role play because I'm done with role playing loser characters. Uh, we've already used up Smitty Yaberman Jensen. There's no better name or motto. We, she gets a, a scroll of locate creature. Thank you, loser character. <laughs> Any time. Then Hope takes you somewhere. She takes you to first to a smoke shop and she buys some more cigarettes. She says, "Anybody else want anything?" I'm good, thanks. Good as well. Mm-hmm, some things. Yep, those right there. No, no, top shelf. Thank you. She hands over some of that extra gold. You I'm like her. looking over at like the pipe weed stuff, or you know, like, this stuff smells a lot better than what you're you're doing. Yeah, it doesn't taste better. I promise you that. All right, this is the one thing that I will say your people made better than my people is cigarettes. And she holds up the kind of like your cigarettes, are obviously like manufactured and stuff. This is obviously hand rolled and it's inconsistent. She goes, ooh, you know what? And she hops over to one of the Kadeshi soldiers. Uh, uh, watch from afar. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm. I'm pretty much by her side. I'm gonna flank. I'm gonna pretend like I don't know them and walk by them. But I'm mm-hmm. definitely on the other side of the soldier now. Uh, excuse me, sirs. These two Kadeshi soldiers who were talking with each other. You. You clock easily the laser pistol on their uh, holster and larger weapons on their back rifles. Uh, you see one has an X laser, which is a very expensive rifle. That's the, like, um, I earlier called it a Gauss cannon for lasers. Yeah. And they look down, they go, what do you want? Your cigarettes. And she holds up some gold, and they kind of laugh at each other. You know, you're not the first person to ask about these. And they haggle some price, and she buys off of them some cigarettes. As we uh, step away from them, as they hope those guys were packing some serious heat. Yeah. I wonder why they're not using them. No, no. Well, let's just be happy that no one, the uh, common soldier, doesn't know who the heck we are. Would Thorin know who Hanzo is? Only by reputation. Hanzo. Yes. Do you have any government contacts in the city? The city? Yeah. Uh... I mean, yeah, I get it. Drakmat has always been on the looser side of, of Imperial control, but still. Not that I know of. Okay. Hope comes out of another store with enough canteens to fill up her arm, and she hops over to a bar. Did she really tap for this? I don't know. Are there rich people here? Are there rich people here? Yeah, because she said that the uh, pina coladas for, for rich people. So. Oh, <laughs> she says, uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, that bar there with the gold engraving, it'll be expensive and you'll get weird looks for the way you're dressed. Well, probably not because you look like one of the people from, you know, upstairs, but you can get what you want upstairs. over there. It won't hold well. You'll have to drink it here. Oh, it takes ice. Ice doesn't hold. Yeah, I guess it's true. Anyway, here, bend down. I gotta put these in your pack. <laughs> I, I'm gonna carry these. Well, I'm not gonna carry them. Why not? I can tie like one to my belt at a time. Uh, fine. Tell you what, since you bought them and you're carrying them, I'll let you have some. Mm-hmm. And she starts sucking on the the one she's got, kind of always in her hand now as you guys are out and about. So you can't get drunk. So why do you do it? It dulls the senses. It does to my mind what cigarettes do to my taste buds. And you see over her shoulder a sign above a wooden shop. That says Ulrizaj's Voodoo Emporium with a, a sort of crude, actually probably a, a really well-made, given how vain he is, depiction of Ulrizaj's face and top hat. Oh, hey, hope we got to go in there. Okay. What you need? Oh, be careful. Any voodoo things. These places will, uh, they're run by charlatans. They're going to try to rob you out of money. Oh, well, I give, yeah. I, 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 I give her like a, like I'm insulted. 
Oh, do you know a lot of voodoo things that don't curse you? No, but I do know a guy who I'm sort of attached to at this point, and I have to deal with their stuff. Is that voodoo? Not voodoo. It's that you, you deal with this stuff long enough, you know who who sells the equipment you need to make stuff work. And I hold up like a, a little marionette from my pouch. Hmm. Uh, if you say so. I don't know voodoo. I don't know really magic. I, we had crystals. Crystals. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go in. Just be careful. Um, okay. I stay outside that shop for now. Well, wait, you don't want to come in? You're not going to go in? No, it's almost should go around to the backside of it, if there's any. Okay, yeah, definitely. Okay. I uh, open the door. As you uh, go in, it's a very darkly lit place with all sorts of voodoo paraphernalia all around it. And you hear, welcome, welcome to Dr. Ulrizaj's Voodoo Emporium. How can we help you today? And a man in a very tall hat. Uh, he's got bits and bobbles hanging off of him, little dolls, kind of like you just saw Thorin produce. He looks less circusy than when you last saw him. I haven't met him yet. Interested in some voodoo finery, I see. Some what? Oh, well, you surely you saw the name on the top of the shop. My Voodoo Emporium. And you feel your shoulders get massaged. And you look down and a shadow is massaging your soldier. Your your shadow's soldier. Your shadow's shoulders. There's the tongue twister. Um, Please take a seat. And you feel yourself get pushed down as a seat is moved underneath you and you sit down in it. Hey, this is my space, um, shadow. He pulls out a little figure of a table and starts unfolding it and impossibly unfolds bigger and bigger until he can put down a table in front of you. And he sits down and floofs out the tails of his jacket as another chair slides up behind him. What do you need? Fortunes red? Objects of curious origins? Or maybe a little power to kick some of the... He kind of looks up to the sky. Northerners away? Oh. Or slip things by them. I cough in the back of my throat. Upstairs and north. That's what we're being called. Upstairs and northerners, right? Um, yeah. I'll, how much is for the fortune? Ooh, your fortune read. Oh, I could do that for a shiny platinum piece for you, my friend. Platinum? Oh, I usually charge a gold, but when I know there's going to be a true vision coming, like a man like you who's got destiny about him, I charge a little more. Uh, okay, fine. Play, pay the platinum. <laughs> All right. He pulls out a deck of cards. He shuffles them sort of very extravagantly. A piece of the cloth that makes up part of the window dressing burns away and like a magnifying glass focusing a beam of light, hits the cards and lights them on fire. He jumps up and backs up as the cards explode. What? Is that normal? Well, excuse you. If you didn't want your fortune read, you shouldn't have come in here and got my hopes up. I'm not giving the platinum back. But I don't... You look and you see the shadow that is extending off of Rizaj that like got your chair and everything and massage your shoulders. Backs away from you and it looks scared. <sighs> you were right. Yeah, he's a charlatan. He doesn't know. Excuse you, I am no charlatan. And I'm good at what I do when people let me do it. I, I was letting you do it. I gave you the money. I, I sat here. I let your... Oh, you were letting me, but you were not. Huh? But you, sir... Now you, I can have a conversation with. Unless you have other other ideas as well. And he kind of gestures up to the cloth as a shadow puts its hand over the hole and blocks the sun. Only got a silver piece. Hmm. What a disappointment. I would love to have a chat with your friend. Maybe some other time. And I go to get up. I'll tell you what. I'm running a bit of a tournament later on. And if you two are interested, you should come back in a month or two and uh, try your chances. You all look like capable men. 
Um, you hear Hope go, and women? Uh-huh. I've been in your near tournament. I think I know what you need. You need to take a little bit of Scarborough Fair wherever you go. In this, these uncertain times with wars all around us, you never know when you can make your way back here. I have just the thing for a discerning man like yourself who's already familiar with the occult. Okay. He uh, goes over to a side table and has a, an ornate chest, red chest on it with black trimming. And he opens it up, and in there is a scroll tied with a red ribbon, a white scroll with a red ribbon. He pulls it out, and he hands it to you. Goes, "What you need is Renard." Who's Renard? Renard is a purveyor of goods, such as myself, but he casts a wider net, and he pays me a small finder's for sharing his business with others. He hands you the scroll. Anytime you need to buy something, simply pull on that ribber, ribbon, unfurl the scroll, and poof. Like a magic man, he's there. Thank you very much. As he hands it to you, coins fall out of the end of it and fall onto the floor, and his shadow catches them and whisks them away. A pleasure doing business with you specifically. Can I do a sense motive check? Okay, what for? I want to know if this guy is, if he has ulterior motives than to just, if, if his purposes uh, are more for evil motives, I guess. I'm trying to find the bright language and it's not coming. Roll, roll the check. 17 plus a 19. 36. He knows what he's talking about. The words he's saying, he's not making up. When he's talking about another entity, he is obviously referring to your phantom. When he's talking about Victor, he's obviously referring to maybe he doesn't know it's a goddess, but some other power hovering around him. But uh, this man is a man of self-interest. And as you're, you're making this consideration of the man, a runic circle appears and twists one way as another, appears in front of it, and twists the other in front of Victor's hands, and a bright light shines from it. And Victor, you have cast to detect evil, and it has gone off very positive on this man. What? And Ularizaj fluffs out his jacket and goes, You can kindly leave, please. I don't take kindly to spells being slung in my shop. Spells? I don't... This isn't a spell, is it? The doors fling open, and he says, Goodbye now. He kind of like shoves you away with his fingers, and you feel yourself being dragged back. As if you're being pulled by a rope as you see the shadows pulling on your shadows. And I think as he as he kicks you out, he whispers in your ear, and my regards to your phantom's employer. Tell him we should connect. Uh my eyes go get a little bit wide. Like, how the hell do you know? Have a good time now. Please don't come back again unless you're interested in the fight. See you in a couple months. And he slams the doors. Not like he just took a flatness piece from me. Is this a spell? Hope says, yeah, you just casted a spell? Let me, let me do a spellcraft check from her then. Oh, what do you mean hope? Oh, I'm looking at Hanzo. I was gonna say, if I hope didn't have a spell check, I'm like, what did I, how did I make this so bad? There you go. All right. Hope rose a 12 for 32, and she goes, that was detect evil, sir. And you absolutely did just cast a spell. What, you didn't know that you casted a spell? It's hard to cast a spell and not want to cast a spell. Uh, so you're saying I'm magic? Yeah. I'm, I'm not magic. Well, you have a goddess on your side now, Hope. Uh, Victor. That's what we call clerics and other such divine spellcasters. It's one of the the fonts of magic is from the divine. I can I can do magic? Looks like it. Maybe if your goddess was worth her salt, she'd explain things to you. Yeah, maybe. I'll ask her. But hope. Yeah. <laughs> it's I do magic. I've been doing sure. magic for years. It, it's it's rare, unheard of to cast spells without having the mental desire to be doing so. True. So what? I mean, so were you... 
It's also rare and unheard of for have a goddess pluck you from everyone around you to survive a genocide and be their champion. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, Thorin shrugs and nods. Yeah, I always knew it was special. I mean, my parents said it was special, but I think they might admit that for a different reason. <laughs> Thorin looks at him like, what are you talking about? Hanzo, as you sneak in to peer on what's, what's happening behind the curtains, in the back of the shop are some giant tiki heads, which, while inanimate, seem to brim with life, and they are peering on at Ulrizaj and all his dealings. They were looking the whole time that the group was talking to Ulrizaj. I guess he has also some stuff here in the back, too. Yes, there's some things that, like, uh, you know Voodoo's reputation of don't mess with it because it could curse you. There's a lot of things around here. Yeah, I'm aware of those. But all reek of magic. Okay, I've seen enough, and I leave it. And meet back with the rest of the group. Alright, do any of us else need anything else? Well, this was surely absolutely bizarre. What, do we think that after they've sacked Kadesh, they're just now going to, like, occupy the world? But why is the your side, uh, our side, uh, this side, why are they just de- dealing with it? I flip my silver coin in the air. Money, my friend. As I come back to you guys, I shout out, hey, you guys didn't buy anything from that store, right? Uh, no. False promises. Good. I wouldn't trust them. It's very shady. Yeah, his literally had a shadow touch my shadow, and I felt it. I look at Hope. Well, that guy, obviously, he you can't judge all voodoo by that guy. Why not? Because obviously that guy's a, uh, obviously that's... It's like saying you can't judge all firearms by this one bullet. No, it's what they do. They shoot bullets out and hurt people. Not all voodoo. Bullets. <laughs> okay. All right, Vic, Thorin, I could care less about this. What do you have like, freaking for it? Never mind. Oh, I see. Now that you have a ghost foisted upon you, all of a sudden uh, you're going to start acting like you want it? It's it's not the same thing. It's uh... Yeah, if you wanted him, he'd be out right now, but you didn't summon him this morning, did you? We're in the middle of a town of people. She points to some tangu that's like walking and still on fire. (laughs) I like being normal every once in a while. Not Hmm. having to have a ghost around with me all the time. Hmm. And I, I sort of shrug my shoulder as if like trying to shake something off. I can't blame you there. I don't know. I gave up normal a while ago. Which I guess at this point you would sort of consider this is the only time you've seen someone of her species. A human-cat hybrid. All right. Well, we got two options before us. We can either explore further why everyone's, you know, talk to Kadeshi and and, and gain some intel. Or we can just be on our way. Yeah. Leave well enough alone. We need to figure out what's going on here. Well, that's why I asked Hanzo earlier if he had any government contacts. I mean... Uh, from what I can understand of what you guys said, these Kadeshis invaded. They're trying to take over the whole continent at this point. I guess that's a good assumption, seeing as how we're weeks from the capital and they're here already. When you look up, you see their huge city floating in the sky far up. It's the new sun. You know, everyone's going to see it no matter where they are. Okay. Yeah, plus those, and I point to the vertebrates, they move fairly quickly. I'd say now at this point, you actually see huge wires to be able to see them from this distance that are connecting from the city down below to someplace you're not sure. Can I I do a check? Can I do an engineering check to see if I can figure out what that might mean? Yeah, let's do a DC 20 engineering. I have a 20, so... All right, then you're going to know what it is. You know this because you saw this earlier. It's cables for a funicular. Oh, yeah. Oh, so... Uh, while we've been wandering around this town here, did I recognize anyone from Core Hall here? I'll, I'll leave it up to you. If you got some cool roleplay in mind, then sure. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not immediately. Okay. 
There's certainly Imperials, but no one who was just in the battle from the capital. Okay, then I'm done here for now. So is there anywhere around here that's, like, religious? There's little shrines set up that are mostly there to, to take money from people who would want to donate, but each of them have someone there to make sure the money doesn't get whisked away. I look for the one for Iomaday. Take some looking, but you eventually find it. Ask around. And there's a, uh, a devotee to Iomade there. A coin for the goddess of justice. Uh, we need more of it in our world, for sure. Sure. I put a gold coin there. Thank you kindly, stranger. I need to get some things. Do you have... Can I buy something from you? She looks very pious. She grabs the edges of the robes, opens them up, and then like pockets all on the sides of them <laughs> with different like symbols made and things like this and other religious trinkets all with Iomade's iconography. I kind of looking through her pockets, like opening them up. It's like, oh, these are deep. <laughs> Pulling kind of thing. Ah, and I grab three things. Uh, well, four things. So I grabbed a platinum holy symbol of Iomade and I pay her for all of these things, of course. And a greater glorious tabard, which is a white sleeveless tunic basically that has mm-hmm. iomade symbol embroidered in gold she gets that from a stack as one as somebody who's sold who's selling t-shirts might have a stack of t-shirts right she pulls one off with some with some regular vestments you know red and gold vestment oh yeah sure and uh she's going through like what's your size okay all right good, good, good. big uh large extra large and then inheritors gauntlets which are just like leather gauntlets but they have a white material on them that also has this first symbol Okay, she sells you all of this. This is very much more of a business than a, a religious institution, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. However, all truly blessed and working as advertised. For the time being, because I don't know if I want to just wear Iomade around at the moment, but I put them in my bag. Okay, now we come to the decision. Do we want to try to figure out what's going on here or move on to finding Valerian? Yes, we could ask what's going on. Ask who? Well, I'm from Kadesh. I could ask someone from Kadesh. I don't know if that would be wise, though. Is there a town crier here? A town crier? Yeah, that's someone that usually says the news of stuff. Oh. For the illiterates. Like a newsboy. Yeah, not a bad idea. Well, there's a town square I'm sure we can go to. We're not in the square? No, a square is like the center part. It doesn't have to be a square. It could be a circle. Sometimes there's a circle fountain in the middle. I don't know. This place is bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's a whole town of shops. Yeah. All right, let's go find... Let's go to the center. Alonzo's got a good idea. There's probably someone there shouting everything. And we go. As you head to the center, you indeed do find... You just hear for the shouting. Some guy shouting the news. He says things like, uh, Treat our, our our new guests respectfully. Cause no trouble. It means coins in both our pockets. Things like this. He's preaching cooperation. If you see a clockwork, report it. If you see someone from Core Hall, report it. Oh, okay. From Core Hall? Yeah. Then I'll walk up to Hello, yes. You have something to report? What's your name, sir? It's Scott. <laughs> Thanks for asking, <laughs> David. Well, I can't go without a name then. Any news of Core Hall lately? Core Hall? He, he looks a little bit grave. No, but if you spot anyone, we have to hand them over to the Kadeshi. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because... Kind of looks around. Uh, uh, so that's the cost of doing business. I do, uh, what do you call it? I squint my eyes a little bit. The core hall itself is lost. The town's been sacked. Good riddance to the Imperials, I say. They never did much here but take taxes from us anyway. Any refugees from here? From core hall here? If they are, they're in hiding. Kadeshi are trying to round up everyone they find. They'll pay you a silver per man, you find. I'll definitely keep that in mind. Apologies. We've been on the road for several weeks. And so we're, we're trying to catch up on all the news and the changing changes in the world. 
Well, if you want to avoid the war, stay here. The only safe place on the continent. Yeah, we'll let you know if anybody's from Cornhole or whatever. <laughs> I'm ready to go on. Okay. I recommend we go sleep outside town for the night. Oh, we just woke up. Yeah. I'm really not tired. We don't actually have to sleep. I just if we'll set up camp, go somewhere that's not in town. Why don't we get out of town and cast the spell and get going where we need to go? Sounds right. Good. All right. You guys head out of town. Unaccosted. No one stops you. You get only second glances from Kadeshis. That's a first. K- Kadeshians. People of Kadesh. The Kadeshi. I don't know what we call ourselves. <laughs> and Hope goes, I don't know if I've ever been actually been to that town before. Maybe surviving this war, but they didn't survive mine. Valerian was not so eager to make a deal with them. So here's the thing. In your uh, world, we did not evade. We're evading now. Mm-hmm. So all this is new. Yeah. We've changed everything. The time's weird. Yeah. Well, one thing hasn't changed. That's Valerian's still here and he's still alive. Um, Unfortunately. She kind of gives you a wide-eyed look at like, why would you say that next to Hanzo? <laughs> like she looks at Hanzo and looks at you. I'll remember that. <laughs> You know the the old Telltale games like Hanzo will remember this. That's exactly what I was referencing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, she takes the scroll and she casts locate creature, unfurls it, reads it. The runes jump out of the parchment, but she gets a sense and she goes that way and she grabs out a compass and marks the direction. She goes, "Okay, it's going to be this way. We keep going this way and hope he's not moving. If we don't find him in a couple days, we can get another scroll and cast it again." What's that way? What direction did she point? Yeah, she points northeast. Northeast. Would Valerian have had control over where the teleport spell sent him? Unclear. You didn't. We don't know. We should follow that direction then. Uh, we're just gonna foot it. Yeah, we can't teleport to some place we don't know. You have to be able to picture where you're gonna go. Yeah, we can do one of two things. I can jump us randomly, and we can do the spell again and see if we overshot or undershot. But Otherwise, we were huffing it. Okay. No, I'm not. I don't want to jump randomly in the middle of an enemy encampment or something, or a freaking bear cave. Yeah, bear cave. What's that? And also, we're going a bear. There. Uh, what are bears? Remember tar? Yes. They give an um, animal as mean as him and about as big as him. Oh, yeah. We don't want. We don't want to do that. What's a tar? And I don't want to randomly teleport north because we're still at war with the Lin Kuei. And if we get too far north, we would be in their territory. Yeah. I wonder how this war's treating them. 10 gold pieces says that they fold as quickly as Quarrel. They've got way less defenses. They got a silver piece that they're making a bit more of a time of it than than we'd think. Why are you only carrying a silver piece? I have more gold than you. What's up with that? What do you mean they're going to have a better time? What makes you, she folds her arms, what makes you think the Lin Kuei and uh, animals and ants, big ants, mind you, are going to put up a better fight than Clockwork? Well, they didn't have a city teleport on top of them. True. Time's a funny thing. If if you know something's coming, if you have an idea of what's happening. That's true. I'll give you that. But they don't have the standing manpower that Coral had. No, you're right there. And listen, no offense to them. I fought 10 years of, oh, I don't know how many years of my life. Time's out of, I don't care about time anymore. A long time fighting shoulder to shoulder with Nkwe and with Formians as well. I don't know. We never dealt with, air threats were not good for us. It took a lot to fight Clockwork Dragons, I'll tell you what. Air superiority was not our deal. This is true. Uh, I haven't seen anything. Uh, I mean, we have those the dark troopers. They're pretty bad, but um, those those clockwork dragons. They're they're pretty rough. I I did mean to ask what was uh, I, every time Thaddeus or I tried to slash one of those things, it had no effect. What were they? 
Oh, the Slender Soldiers? Yeah, what were those things? You don't want to know. Well, I mean, I'm asking. I, I, I want to know. I want to know how, <laughs> how to how to not die. I don't know. The Slender Man was like, I, what? I don't even have a word for it. He was bad. There- those things are, are they're a million instead of made of ants or you know I don't know what's a tiny what's a tiny uh, bug well, the or something these are made by nanobots they're like microscopic robots okay they're made of I don't know I guess billions of them but they're patterned after a, a really nasty dude okay and how 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 do you kill them dad and I managed to kill like one or two with splash spells like you would any swarm but they're tough they're resilient i think most of them that i've seen die died in explosions of vertebrates i know you see one you run that's what i'm beginning to, to feel the rule is no i lied i did see an- another way they died they died from a laser from the sky she looks at victor yeah but we don't have sky lasers. Like- you did well yeah but i don't have them right now well, why don't your goddess freaking get off her butt and start actually helping us how about that i i still i gotta like radar or something i gotta see what i can do Maybe I could do sky laser. Well, while you're praying, let's start walking that way. And I point to the <laughs> you northeast. You pray and walk? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. The, the closest either. thing to religion I I get is from the guy in my head. He got. He has his. He has his own but theories. He's dead. I mean, it's 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 he is, but he's not. It, it, it's confusing. Mm. He has this book. Says some weird things. Thorin Thaddeus in your head reminds you. Of storming the lich's castle with the lamb's blood on your face and David's God blessing your weapons. And you begin to recall some of David's words. And I think Thaddeus knows that while you're putting up a hard front, he knows your heart's softer than what you're showing everybody right now. You travel for a couple days. You have a couple more annoying conversations about time travel and everyone's times and that garbage. But it doesn't take long for you guys to get sick of trying to get the specifics out it's enough that you got the details of what you need to do when it actually comes to what exactly you're going to do when you get to valerian it's sort of right now sort of being an unspoken thing no one seems to want to say what maybe they're thinking after a couple days hope says he could have moved we should probably cast the spell again we need another spell you didn't buy oh you didn't buy two you only gave me enough for one and cigarettes well if you would have said and alcohol True. Speaking of, she takes a sip. Uh, I didn't know you needed more. I would have given you more. I had more money. Well, I wasn't thinking. All right, a lot's been going on. Uh, well, where can we get one? How many? How many days have we traveled this direction? Let's say uh, two. Two days back that way. No. Or if we keep going this way, there should be a small town along the coast we can see and hope to find someone inside who has a magic shop or something. Or that scroll that you got from Ulrizash. Oh yeah, he gave you that. We could I thought I'd that. trust that guy. I fish the scroll out of my pack. It's true. I stand by my warning about anything from that man. Well, but I also don't want to travel two days back the way we came because we forgot to buy two scrolls. I mean, in theory, I could teleport us there and back. But again, we, we run into the same problem of being in the midst of hundreds, if not thousands, of Kadeshi soldiers. We risk being spotted. I mean, if 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 they're rounding up core hall core hallites, I don't know what you'd call them. Um, if they're rounding up citizens from the Imperial capital, um, someone's likely eventually uh, to recognize one of us. Not me. Maybe not you, but me, definitely. Hanzo, probably. Hope you you look unique enough to where someone will ask a question eventually. So, do we want to use the scroll? I vote 
Yes, as long as you're the one that opens it. <sighs> Ditto. I put my hand, uh, yeah, my, my finger on my nose. Why are you touching your nose? Uh, it's a thing we do. You know, like, the last one to touch their nose has to do it. Oh, yeah, she touches, Hope touches her nose. I, 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 like, rub my nose, like, trying to see if there's anything in there. None of this matters. Whatever. And I crack the scroll open. As you pull the ribbon on the scroll and open it up, a red light pours forth from the scroll. And as your eyes get used to normal light after the light dissipates, sitting before you in front of a desk, a desk that looks much like you. If you grew up in America, every teacher had this huge metal desk. Mm -hmm. It was definitely nothing finely crafted. Uh, It had drawers that you could hear open from two doors down. He is sitting at that. They're heavy. I have I've had to move them. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. See, both Tim and I have been custodians at a school. He's wearing a, a somewhere between gray and green suit. He has, as a part of his lapel, a spade. He has a bowler hat on and glasses that are always reflecting so that you can't see his eyes. Brown shoes. He has a suitcase sitting at the desk in front of him and from behind him a tail that ends in a spade a thin demon-like tail and he goes <laughs> greetings i see someone has opened the scroll i am renan a salesman is my role i point to thorn thanks yeah i i i, I open the scroll he puts his hand across his chest and, and bows while still sitting and says I'm a purveyor of all sundries that mortal men could want, and perhaps even some things that might interest your debutante. Victor says, Hope, what are sundries? Stuff. Oh, why didn't we say stuff? Anyway, we are in need of a location scroll, if not more than one location scroll. Of course. I can have as many as you need. They each will work. Guaranteed. I can get two if they're still the same price. If it's two you need, I will provide them with all speed. He gestures to the desk for you to put the gold down. And Hope stays your hand. He's obviously a demon. He's going to sell you the scrolls for your soul. Uh, I don't think he can have it. Not mine. Seems a little shady. Could I do a knowledge religion check? Sure. Roll the six plus a six, twelve, on are we bartering for our souls here? Demons often do deal in souls, so it's not out of the question. What's the price of those two scrolls there? Oh, it's 350 gold per scroll. Be not worried. I want not your soul. It is shameful for a demon to be working, but one needs gold even in hell these days. I leave souls to the contract demons and the like. They're better at it anyways. All you want is the gold. Indeed. Like, that's it? That is all I need. I deal in metals, precious, and sometimes otherwise. I want for things. Greed is my sinful purview, as you can surmise. Uh, okay. I hand Thor the 600, or whatever. Don't put that on me. No, yeah, you hand it to him. Just hand it to him. Uh, okay. Um, You have a ghost. Like, I don't think it will hurt you either. Have you ever heard of someone losing their soul without a signature? The only paper you'll get from me is the scroll that you pay for me to administer. Hmm. Hold on. One one minute. Just hold on. Uh, Ayamade, um, if you could help me out, could, could uh, 
you take out your communicator and dial IOM it. Well, what I'm going to actually do is do a knowledge religion check, but because he would not really know unless he's just asking her, I'm doing it as mm-hmm. flavor is asking her, do I have to actually sign a to sell a soul? I'm going to roll. I rolled a four plus 13 for 17. Uh, hmm. There ha- you get the idea that there has to be an agreement made. I Okay, so I, I, I look at Renan. Swear on the creator that the only things being exchanged are the gold and the scrolls, and we're good. I swear on no creator, and no demon's word is good sworn or otherwise. Others await my business. This war is demanding on my services, as you must acknowledge. Fine, I'm tired of it. We need these things. I already have a god on my side, possibly two. Uh, they said that. I don't know what that means, but here. And I put down the money. Give us the scroll. He opens the briefcase, puts the money in the briefcase, closes it, opens it again, and pulls out two scrolls and says, Pleasure doing business with you. Please, on me again, anytime entice. The services of hell are always available to those willing to pay the price. I was a joke since you thought I was buying your soul. <laughs> I was vague with my wording there. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, oh, I hand her the scrolls. Then he pulls out a pocket watch and looks at it and goes, well, then, good day. I do have other places to be. The death of millions is a wonderful business opportunity. Farewell. The cherries on him, the, the desk all sinks into the ground and disappears, leaving behind a chess piece, a pair of white knights. Pair of them? Yes. I pick them up. You now have a pair of white knights crafted from a stone you're not familiar with. But even though they're white, they seem to be have been scorched by heat. Well, are you ready to use those? Yes. Hope cast the spell again. He hasn't moved. It's still this way. Oh, well. Perfect. We should catch up. So, like, if you sold your soul, would you feel it? Not till you're dead. <laughs> Hope, Hope laughs out loud. I'll tell you what, that was a first for me. I'm not sure I met a demon before. Any nudgings from Thaddeus? Disapproval. All right. You travel a, a few more days as you head northeast. After a couple days, you eventually come upon an encampment tents and such set up and it is imperial there are clockwork around we'll say you're approaching it so i'll let you do something you want to do before you enter it if you wish uh, how big is the encampment large it's definitely a military encampment right and there's like a really big pit so we know that like valerian's there oh yeah in the middle it's like a pavilion yeah um yeah now that we're here this isn't seeming like such a good idea mm-hmm. what do you mean um yeah uh, i'm the way my face is looking i'm i'm it almost looks like i'm counting all the all the tents and the soldiers so question uh if he knows probably knows that i'm from kadesh how would he uh handle this? he being uh your dad uh larry what what victor what did um, you just say uh, was that a secret i was trying to keep it one i'm sorry hope i didn't know I, I try to look at her face like as I'm as I'm trying to compare the features of her face to Valerian. That explains everything. I guess I can see the resemblance. Yes. All right. I'm Valerian's daughter. So. Yes. Go ahead. Get more questions out of the way. J- just so I understand what the plan is here, and and we'll we'll revisit Valerian's daughter thing in a second. Valerian's daughter, a Kadeshi, Hanzo Hatori, and myself, probably the most hated man in two nation states. Our plan is to walk into this camp and find Valerian. We have Valerian's brother. 
they're gonna let us through. And just let Hanzo take point. Is it even alright for you to be close? Do they even let him see you? That's She gives you a weird look, Thorin, and she says, It's fine. This is what we want. I summon Thaddeus. Ectoplasm weeps out of your pores and surrounds you, and then stepping sort of out of you is Thaddeus. I said, okay, uh, if we're going in there, I want him with me, first thing. But he can be, like, invisible, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, he can. But then he can't fight material. Yeah. Here's the rule. Um, just from now on, tell me, say, Victor, I don't want you to tell people about my father, or I'm going to show well, you <laughs> a vision, or whatever, so I'll know. I didn't what show you a say. vision. I, I didn't say you did. I'm just, I, I was saying that to someone else. But And also the fact that I wasn't telling anybody wasn't a big enough a hint. No, no. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to need to discuss that at some point. There's no, we don't have to discuss. I'm discussed out. All right. This has <laughs> been a three hour episode and a lot of it has been discussing. We've already lost our listeners. Can we go into the camp now? <laughs> yes. Or do we have time travel to discuss? We do have time travel. Oh no, I'm disappearing. They'll like it. They'll love it, all right? They've been waiting six years for this. <laughs> they're going to listen to it, and they're going to love it. We mentioned Tar. They're gold. <laughs> we, did, <laughs> we did some shopping. If he's your father, then I don't have to guess who your mother is. No, you do not. Mm-hmm. For all of Dad's fault, he did love but one woman. Did The one time I met your mother, she was quite lovely. You met Mom? Once. Not too far from here, actually. Really? You never mentioned this. You didn't mention you were Valerian's daughter. No, I meant the you. I uh uh-uh, no time with. travel talk. All right, let's go. Frickin' secret keeper. You also never mentioned that you were a spiritualist. Frickin' maybe I didn't know you as well as I thought. Time travel. Just so everybody knows, I used to be a cat folk, so all the secrets are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's out in the open now. Hanzo, do you have anything to share? Nope. Now I got. Now I know what I need to know, so I'm ready to move. Come on, we all shared a secret, Hanzo. You have to share a secret now. Nothing. Now there's gotta be something. If you don't share, uh, I'll pick one for you. You probably won't like it. No, I'm not sharing any secrets. All right. Yep. Here's Hanzo's secret, everybody. Hanzo is actually a good dancer. Uh, Hanzo knows how to dance. He's danced with me before. He's really good at it. He doesn't like people knowing that. <sighs> you really are his daughter. <laughs> Let us go. I stop walking. You guys head down into the camp. Clockwork soldiers are guarding the perimeter. They come to alert and seem to be upset that Thorin is there. Yeah, I figured that would happen. You might have to stay back. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll hang back. I'll hang at the back of the group with Thaddeus. As you pass by, they sort of like their heads turn on a swivel, like the rest of their body stone still. Actually, I guess they always kind of vibrate a little bit from their gears going, but the heads turn and, and track Thaddeus, seeming only to give him escort because Hanzo is willing it. As you get through, there's whispers and talks as people are recognizing Hanzo's here, Hanzo's here, Hanzo's here. You make your way to the center tent, and you come across Valerian, the man himself. Valerian is right outside this pavilion of a tent, and he's talking with a clockwork. A clockwork who has a veil in front of its face. It's wearing what it looks like to be an empty helmet with the veil stopping you from looking inside. As he moves, and the veil kind of moves a little bit, uh, this fabric, non-sheer veil, the helmet is quite empty. But talking as if there was something in there, as somebody talking with Valerian. What do you do? I'll wait for him to finish the conversation, of course. The one in the clockwork, which is the only clockwork in your lifetime you've seen, and this is the first time for you ever seeing it, speaking common, is saying, It could have been destroyed. 
But if we can recover it, it's very possible that we could reuse it. But keeping it out of their hands is the most important thing. Losing one is a problem. Losing one to the enemy? That has the potential to be a catastrophe. As Valerian goes to respond, he catches you. And he smiles greatly and he says, Brother! And he has arms open up wide. Yep, let's go for a hug. He hugs you and he gives you that, that sturdy pat on the back. I knew you'd find me. Sooner than I thought. I'm glad you made it there. You too. And he kind of takes his arm and pushes you a little bit to the side, almost like behind him a little bit. It was, it was almost like a, a reflex reaction. And why are you with a terrorist? He looks straight at Thorin. It's complicated. He's obviously lied to you. This is Thorin Dragonson. You never met him. I don't like to talk much about him, but he is indeed a terrorist. You remember what I said about the king in the north? This was his second-hand man. Guards, kill him. Wait, let me talk about it. Valerian holds up his hand to stop the clockwork, which have already taken a step forward. What could you possibly say, Hanzo? I look at Hope, told you this was a bad idea. You're just a grump. Uh, what was me? I'm being... I have to have a ghost. Oh, I don't want him here. It's not the ghost I'm really particularly worried about at this moment. I look around at the clockwork. But you defected, right? It's complicated. Uh, maybe make it simpler? Valerian gestures to your phantom and says, uh, So you made your own deal to get away from the Lich. Is that why you're here? You've become some living servant of an undead lord? Pathetic. <laughs> Rich coming from you. And why is that, oh son of a dead dragon? I'm not the only one who made a deal. Valerian opens his mouth to speak and then closes it without uttering anything. Well, who else is here? What? Was everyone else all right? Can I count for? Kind of like lingering a little bit on Thorn and then turning, he goes, yes. People who were in groups teleported together. I had a lot of people around me, a lot of soldiers, so we're here. I'm trying to establish connections, find out what's going on, where everyone is. Consolidate our forces, create some sort of plan. As, as a way to sort of build a little bit of goodwill, very little bit at a time, I, I chime in. You've lost Drac Meadow. Well, it wasn't too far for the capital. I guess I already sort of wrote them off as already having been sacked. Probably looted everything there. No, you're not understanding me. They weren't sacked. They've switched sides. Valerian considers this. Hope grabs your sleeve, Thorin. Tugs it on a little bit to bring your hand down to your sheath. She looks at you, and it's a go face. She's looking at you like, are you with me? I nod. Yeah, no, I nod. Well, I'm not going to start talking logistics around people I don't know. Who's this woman with you? Hanzo, are we picking up strays now? This one's special. And what makes her special? That's what I, I hope. <laughs> and I and, like, almost silently ponder if it's all right to say the the truth. I should, what kind of check should we do for that? See if she can get uh, pick up a signal. I think you don't need to check because Hope is going to say, I'll save you the struggle. My name is Hope Manks, and I'm from another world, and I'm your daughter. And Valerian lets out a belly laugh and goes, you come with a terrorist and a charlatan. Truly, you are keeping ill company, Hanzo. Believe me, little girl, if I had a daughter, I'd know about it. Hope reaches into her pocket and says, if I am not your daughter, then how do I have this? And flips a coin to him. Valerian backs up, not wanting to catch this foreign object thrown at him. Sees it on the ground, bends over and picks it up. Furrows his brow and turns this coin over back and forth. A coin burnt on both ends with the same symbol on both ends, double-sided coin. This could be anything. You're a, I, I know divination magic too. A simple conjuring spell and a high-level divination spell. And he throws it aside. He says, you may know a thing too about me, but I won't be tricked by this. And you may have my, my brother tricked. 
I will not fall for this game both of you are playing. And Hope says, it's no game, but you are right to worry about us because I am here for your head, Valerian. I have traveled between three worlds. In the first one, I watched you die. You burnt to death in an explosion. In a second one, we killed you the same way. I've beheld your corpse twice, Valerian Mansk, and I am here to behold it a third time. And Valerian is not amused by this. Whatever jovial personality he might regularly have, this few days of war have taken it from him. He flails back his cape, grabs his flail, and says, If it is a battle you wish to have, then you will have it. You have picked a poor battlefield. And all the clockworks turn on. Everyone roll initiative. Yeah. You didn't tell me about this one, Hope. Oh my goodness. Why? Yeah. 25. 15 and 9. Hope got 18 and Valerian got 19. Like father, like daughter. Five. A five? Yeah. How? What? Because my, uh, my initiative is only four and I rolled a one. Oh no! This is not the <laughs> battle to do that on. Well, <laughs> I know. Skillshoe, isn't it? All right. That's all right. I do have the boots of readiness. I can move. All right. You got five. All right. So the order is... Me last. That's all I know. Have fun, guys. So I'm going to probably die. Y'all going to die. Would you say yours was again, David? 25. Oh! 25. Oh! So it's David, Valerian, Mana, me... 50,000 clockwork and Tim. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, clockworks have high initiative. <clears throat> and I don't have my hammer anymore to smash these things, so it's going to just be sword and we'll see. Yeah, I'm really missing my lightning strike right now. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm not fighting Valerian or this clockwork soldier, so good luck. <laughs> Hans, you get to go first. I want to stop this fight from happening. Bursting out of the pavilion tent, you hear stop and mana mansk runs in between all of you ending the initiative oh thank god it was a fake it was a fake <laughs> thank god. lean over to victor and say you know i've always found her the more uh, level-headed of the two i haven't met her hope already has electricity starting to spark off of her victor you've now the second time oh no third time you you've seen the spell get ready it's her perfected spell she's getting ready to cast it I say hope no. She pauses and Mana walks over to Hope and looks at her and says, I believe you. (gasps) How? And Hope's lower lip is quivering a little bit and she goes, it was a wish. And Mana looks at her in the eyes and says, so it finally came true. And the sparks dissipate and Hope looks lost what to do. Valerian shouts, Mana, step aside. Mana shouts back, is this how you treat our guests? And now Valerian is the one looking for words. She starts giving orders to the men around. Bring some food into the pavilion tent. Please come with me. And she beckons you three to come with her. I sheathe my sword and I follow her. And if if we pass by Valerian, I give him a smile on the way in. (laughs) A little dagger twist. Yeah, I'll stay by Valerian to... uh talk to him valerian looks at you hanzo one of the few, not few but the rarer times where he's looking at you for advice you're gonna have to trust me on this one they were the ones that were able to find you <sighs> he puts his hand on your shoulder how can i not trust you but you did say she's here for my head 
Just keep a careful watch, especially now that they're close to Mana. Mana's heart is too big for her own good. Oh, come on. She's your daughter. It's just a rebellious phase. He rolls his eyes like, oh, it begins. Yeah. I can picture if Hans ever had a kid, he would be making dad jokes left and right. Yeah. And also train them like harshly. <laughs> train to be a ninja, but then whenever they'd be like, dad, I'm tired. He's like, hi, I'm tired. I'm dad. Yeah, that's right. You go into the pavilion. A table is there and it begins being refreshed with food. Nothing super fancy. A lot of fruits, but a couple of cooked meats. And Mana beckons you all to sit down. And she, she sits right next to Hope who looks like a deer caught in headlights. Is there bacon on the table? <sighs> roll me a D2. One is bacon, two is not bacon. One is bacon, two is a pork roll. David brought it in with his world, and uh, you know Valerian <laughs> liked it so much. It's a two. Okay, there's pork rolls. The, my, my Jersey brothers unite. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Freaking thanks, David Cohen. I don't even know if David Cohen likes pork rolls. I, uh, I point out to Victor, that's not bacon, but it's pork roll, so it's somewhat close yeah you probably had david make <laughs> make the linguay make it for him from time to time is mana the first cat folk i've seen since being here yes if 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 not in the blur of battle right, right. of the first so you know in i'm just kind of just hall. staring at her like just thinking of home and all because cat folks everywhere there yeah and maybe feeling a little too comfortable like getting close to i guess a queen like just kind of just sitting by her like you're a cat Okay, I like it. About how are you? What's what's Thorn like right now? What's what's going on, Thorn's head? So what Thorn's doing right now is he's sort of rocking back in his chair. He has an apple, and he so he throws an apple up from the table, catches it, takes a bite, and is just happy as a clam. <laughs> and Hanzo, just keeping a, a side eye to both Amana and Hope there, hoping nothing mm-hmm. bad happens. I'm watching her hands too to be sure nothing doesn't pull a fast one. Okay, his loyalties lie deep. Where's Valerian in all this? He's at the head of the table next to Mana. Okay. Uh, Hope isn't even eating or anything. She's like barely sat down, almost like automatic. And Mana says, um, so, so tell me everything. And Hope kind of laughs to herself. Uh, and she looks at you guys as if to say, like, you guys just had a conversation about how you don't want to explain everything and go into all the details. I am from the future. You and Valerian wished me into existence. I, and she gets up and she, she, she runs out of the tent. And Valerian stands up and like looks to a guard and Mana puts her hand up to say like stop. And Valerian slowly sits back down. I can do it. Just keep an eye on her. She needs to some space. Got it. She's telling the truth, mom. M- Mana, Mana, uh, not mom. You you look like my mom, but <laughs> you're not my mom. Um, she's telling the truth. <laughs> Is your mom a cat folk too? Yeah. <laughs> Sir. She reaches for your mom name. and dad. Oh, Victor. Victor Irons. I'm Mana. This is Valerian. Yeah, we um I know, I know who he is. So you've made quite the impression on Hanzo here to have him vouch for you. We fought with him. Not, we didn't fight with him. We fought alongside him. Oh, is that is there a difference? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, we fought alongside him. We saved him. He saved us. You know. Oh, I see. So you fought in Korhal. Yes, against Kadesh. Thank you for helping him. Is Brahm okay? Who's Brahm? He's the bard that uh, Hanzo was protecting. Oh, yeah, he was fine, right? Hanzo is a good man, but he may lack certain people skills. Perhaps you should go talk to your friend. Oh, yeah. Um, I look over at Thor and like, I don't know if I should leave him here. Yeah, why don't I go with you? We'll be back. We're not fleeing. A clockwork comes up behind you, Thorin, and Valerian says, why don't you stay? <laughs> I guess I'm staying. 
Go on, Victor. Yeah, I look at Mana and I think I can trust her. She says to you, but she's looking at Valerian as she says it. Your friend will be fine. Thank you, your highness. <laughs> she laughs at you calling her that. Like I said, always the more reasonable of the two. Mm, you hear Valerian growl. And as you leave, Victor, you hear Valerian say, why couldn't you have gone home with David? I try to find Hanzo and Hope. Hope has not left the encampment. She's in a spot where there's not a lot of other people, and you see her crouched behind a tree, just crying. Hanzo, a few feet back. I go to her, kneel down beside her, and just kind of stay there for a minute. I was ready for him, but I did I wasn't ready for her. No. I barely remember her. They killed her when I was, like, I don't even know, 10 or something. I don't... And that's when he really went bad. He was always bad. This is when he stopped caring to pretend to be anything else. I was ready for him, Victor. I was ready. This was going to be it. Like you taught me. Like you and Lanris told me. This is my purpose. Wherever I am, whatever time I am, I have one purpose in life. To kill Valerian Minx. Maybe we were wrong. It's the only thing I can do. We were wrong. Yeah, you didn't think so when you had me help you kill him. That was a... It's true. No one could kill him except for me. And again, nobody could kill him except for me. And here we are again. He's alive. And I'm the only difference. It is my purpose. I just wasn't ready for her. Hope there is a difference. Your mother's here. It's all different. Yeah, and how could he possibly lose her in a war? We'll make sure that doesn't happen. This never was about stopping anything. I'm, I'm sorry, Victor, but I'm not here to stop the war. When I hunted Dad down... We didn't. We knew we weren't going to stop that war. It was something Hanzo and I had to do. And Thorn joined us later, but it was just as much his purpose as it was ours. We knew it was going to end the war. We knew the world was already screwed, but it had to be done. And we were the ones to do it. I don't care what. It's not going to make a difference in this war. And even if it does, it's not. It's not what matters. But all that matters is that man's in the grave. And I'm not going to go share a table with him. Why is it? Why is it that bad? He's one guy. He's one guy that can't help but destroy the world. He did it in mine, and he just killed yours. Your entire civilization. God, don't you remember your gosh darn wife? I do remember my wife. How dare you? But I killed that Baron. I don't know this Valerian. How many second chances does one guy get? When two out of two times he causes a genocide, let's not give him a third shot. I got a second chance, Hope. Did I not deserve it? You've gotten a second chance. I don't know if he deserves one or not. But I'm going to at least give him a chance. See, I can't have... I just can't kill people just without thinking about it anymore. He wipes her face. I want... I killed a woman who I thought... I thought she was a lot worse than she was. And it haunts me. Oh, he can't do it anymore. Will you sit next to me? Yeah, I sit down. <laughs> she laughed. I meant at the dinner table. Oh. But thanks. Yeah, I told you. You've got to say, hey, Victor... Let's go yeah. sit at the dinner table. Yeah, I remember. She kind of is reminiscing now how we said it. He was wanting us to say when we were being sarcastic, at least especially Landris. Uh, I'm sorry. And he stands up and then he holds out his hand to her. She grabs it and stands up. I'm not giving him a second chance, but I'll go sit down with you. Don't give him a second chance. Fine, but give your mother. Give your mother all the chances. She seems like she deserves it. I would have won that fight, by the way. Mm, okay. 
would have chain lightning all the clockwork. You've been like, oh no, where's my clockwork? And then it would have been just us. It would have been good. Did you look around you? I killed him when he had that many clockwork and two goliaths and a dragon. I see a goliath way over there. Wouldn't even get to us in time. No, I just wasn't in the. Like, I, I didn't feel it. <laughs> About that. That's when I pop in behind her. <laughs> yeah. The thorn is the one who had the ghost. Listen, I don't know what's going on with between you and him. I'm not sure what you really did between him and the other uh, other timelines, if any. But as long as I'm here, you won't kill him. She looks at you in a caring way. There's no anger behind her eyes. Maybe residual sadness. But there's some real genuine care. Hanzo, you were the one that struck the final blow. Give it time. She returns to the tent with you guys. When you get in... There is a clockwork holding Valerian back and a clockwork holding Thorin back. And they're shouting at each other. Well, if your people, if David just listened to the plan, I'd be in charge of the North. There wouldn't be a war at all. And that's really what it's all about, isn't it? You in charge. In in any scenario, in any room you find yourself in, unless you're in charge, the atmosphere's off. And tell me, how are things going in the North now with Suko in charge? How did all your plans come together? You know what? If you hadn't interfered, she'd be dead in a ditch. But no, you you had to do your thing. You know, it, it, it's 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 a repetitive issue with you. Things are going swell, and then you step in. Oh yeah, well, you're a poopy head. <laughs> I say, um, your Majesty, uh, Emperor. What are you, Emperor? What? 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 Oh, uh, so I'm from Kadesh. He kind of like shrugs the clockwork off his shoulder, and he fixes his clothing and stares at Thorin and gestures the clockwork to let go of Thorin and he sits down. And I don't like Kadesh because they killed everybody I love. And so I'm going to help you take them out. Well, this is good news. I take a battery and I flick it at him. Catches it. You know what that is? No, we've taken it off of some of the men we've killed. I'm going to tell you how to use it. He folds his fingers together, leans forward on the table and says, go on. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been David, Dom and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening. Give me a second. I need to grab a book real quick. All right. So... To be honest, I'm having a hard time not cracking a smile right now. Because of what just happened. Yeah, I was wait I was waiting for the for that door to get unlocked. Leave it to Victor, he'll unlock those doors. I, that was awesome. I love it, man. I love playing with you guys. You guys are fun. Ow, my knee. That hurt.